Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team as the Phillies enter week two of action I thought it was going to be important to get one of the one of the five the five starting pitchers for your Philadelphia Phillies right here on Pine Talk for breakfast Zach Eflin is joining me next for a great episode and a great conversation probably mostly golf maybe not I don't know we'll some, we'll find out Zach Eflin coming up next in the air to left field What up, and welcome to another episode of Pine Tar for Breakfast, and yeah, it's only taken two years. One of these guys is going to come on, and I finally got a taker, Zach Eflin, pitcher for your Philadelphia Phillies, joining me right here on Pine Tar for Breakfast. What's up, F? What's going on? How you doing? Uh, well, thanks, you thanks know, for having me. I'm, I'm a little bored. Um, usually... Right now, I'm watching batting practice or somewhere on the half field, just watching and, and enjoying myself. Um, it's a little different, a little different. Everything's from afar, so appreciate you coming on. Absolutely, absolutely. My pleasure. First question. Uh, number one is, how is it for you actually seeing some like real-life human beings in the stands? <laughs> it was uh, it was awesome. I, I had my start over in Lakeland. Um two outings ago and it was really cool to see fans up in the stands and, and to hear them cheer and and whatnot um so it was a almost almost a little like breath of fresh air you could say yeah. um because it was it was pretty eerie last year just in terms of it, it just felt like a, like a travel ball tournament you know when we were yeah. 12 13 14 years old with only parents in the stands um that's really what it felt like but um it's it's definitely nice to have fans back in the stands i think you know me enough i i don't need a lot of you know substance with with people being in the stands have energy but i like i was devastated i was like this sucks like just just a boo just someone from the stands booing would like elevate you know some energy like just just having that the other day or even going back and thinking about your starts last year were there moments where you're thinking fans in the stands i don't feel tired with with no fans in the stands, like you kind of feel it. Like there's a thought process now starting to, to go through your mind or, or maybe not even any of that. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. I, I think a big thing for me is I don't necessarily hear the fans a lot. Um, I think, you know, a bunch of us as baseball players kind of black out when we get, when we get in between the, the good lines. Ones do. Yeah. The good ones do. Yeah. The bad ones it, like myself were, yeah, we, <laughs> yeah, we heard. Them. <laughs> so I don't necessarily hear them, but I feel them, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like I could, I could feel the energy and everything in the crowd. Um, 
but it's tunnel vision for me all the time. So as much as it sucked last year, um, you know, it wasn't a huge difference for me because I'm so focused and, you know, locked in on, on the glove at all times. But um, it's definitely nice to get that energy back because I think that's something that, you know, every every ball club needs. And, and there's a difference, too, when you're focused on what you feel is a huge strength of yours. Uh, and last year, you and, and pitching coach Brian Price had such a good relationship from what we could tell, what you and I talked about many of times. Uh, what was it about him that unlocked something of you? Or let's previously the previous year, the last few starts that you had in 19, where you went back to that sinker, where you had that ability for to go to your bread and butter and the confidence in it. Was it that or was it a combo of both? I, I think it was a combo of both. Um, I think I finally understood who I was as a pitcher and what I could, you know, what I could do, what I'm capable of. And Brian Price just essentially, I felt like he kind of unlocked that for me and made me aware of it. Um, he was really good at at. Uh, nailing down a couple mechanical stuff that I would fall into a habit with. And he kind of mentioned a couple things and I get right back on track. Um, you know, whether it be picking up, I was picking up my target too late. So, you know, with my leg kick and everything, I'm kind of still looking at the ground and then picking up the glove and throwing as opposed to picking up the target earlier and, and staying aligned and staying sent, you know, centered towards the plate. Um, there are a lot of just little things that he would, um, you know, put in my ear that would, you know, help, help me kind of just flip a switch and get right back on page. So, um, but just to have his experience around and, and to be able to spend a year with him and he's such a good man and, and such a good person and, you know, just an amazing coach, you know, he's kind of, kind of been in a, a bunch of different roles and, uh, we were very lucky and blessed to have him as a coach and, you know, we still talk to him to this day and, you know, it's just, uh, we're sad to see him go, but, you know, we're, we're really thankful for the, you know what he left with us oh hell yeah i mean because us in the broadcasters booth like the the stuff that he would give us if we asked a question we weren't trying to bombard him with anything and he would come back with a couple paragraphs based on like talks and he's so transparent with us and it was like wow we really feel like we're at the you know <laughs> understandably it's a text but like we felt like we were there with him yeah. and he had that passion towards us so it's like we were huge fans of brian yep. price now fifth pitching coach in five years uh let me let me ask you is it difficult to hear different messages number one i'll get to number two in a second (laughs) yeah (laughs) um i would i wouldn't say it's difficult because i think at this point in my career i've kind of figured out who i am like i said the past couple years and um i think the biggest thing uh being in this game is picking and choosing kind of what you hear because at the end of the day, you're the one with the, with the baseball. It's your career. It's it's your business. Um, so to be able to to pick and choose what you hear from people and to apply it in different ways um, is probably the biggest part of the game. I think oftentimes when I was um, a younger pitcher, I would almost listen too much and try and, and instead of you know I think I was searching at, yeah. a, at a young age as opposed to applying and getting better. Um, so I knew that at a point. I needed to be comfortable on the mound because I was the one that had to throw the ball to feed my family. So um, <laughs> to get past all those obstacles, you know, it's, it's difficult to have five pitching coaches in five different years. It's like having a different offensive coordinator every year. Oh, for sure. But, but um, you know, like I said, at this point in my career, I've learned so much and I feel like, you know, all of us are in a really good spot to succeed and, and we all feel that. And uh, you know, we're just going to keep applying what we've learned. I think it's funny you bring it up because uh I, it was in Miami. You and I had a conversation. Your agent was there. Uh, and 
and I told you about like the struggles I had as a young like player because you like we're I, I feel like in talking to you and knowing you like you're not better than anyone like in in your mind like you're gonna listen uh that was the same here like I listen to anyone and when there was a struggle it was like what do you want me to do it's like three quarters on the right side of your foot try to feel it on that like if you feel like on your left toe, you know what I mean? Like stuff like yep. that. you're going through everything. Uh, and I just remember telling you, and, and it's to hear, you know, the, the same struggles, but there's, a, there's a difference between you and me. Number one is like, you were able to overcome that very early. Right. And, and, and be able to understand who you are. Uh, and number two, having that success and having that confidence continue to build up year after year, that, I think plays such a big role with you. Yeah, I completely agree. I think just the whole confidence level is is so big on my part. Just kind of going on the mound and believing I'm the best person on the field has taken me a long way. It's and, awesome. uh, you know, applying that with everything I've learned from, you know, five different pitching coaches is is a pretty good recipe, you know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I won't even go there, but uh, I would say like, so can you pick out one thing from each pitching coach and say how you apply it every day? And it'd be like, no, I don't want to get you there. So let's go with Kayla Cotham and, and, and how that relationship is going. It's a little different, obviously, uh, probably not able to hang out with him uh, as much as you would like, um, but there's still communication there. There's still a lot of feedback and, and, and everything. Um, what has been your take of the new pitching coach, Caleb Cotham? Oh, he's great. He's uh to begin with, he's he's amazingly smart and he's a really good person, which is, you know, two of the, two of the better traits you can have. Um, we've made it a, a thing this spring to, you know, have the starters throw early bullpen so that we have more time with Caleb. And uh, just to pick his brain, you know, he's, like I said, he's super smart, analytically wise. And what's great about Caleb is he, he values uh, Lundy just as much as himself. Hmm. And I think that's huge because Lundy's been around us for forever. Yeah. And uh, most of the guys. You exactly and you love him so i mean it's like it's an easy yeah, thing exactly um so to, to be able to pick caleb's mind and he's talked a lot about tunneling and sequencing and in the right spots to throw different pitches and and the thing that i really like about caleb is he's not here to change you are who you are as a pitcher he's here to to better you are or to better yourself um while you're comfortable on the mound mm -hmm. so whatever makes you comfortable on the mound he wants to elevate that game not try and you know, redefine or search for something yeah. else and get, get you better at that. So I value that a lot. Um, you know, I think he's, it's been a really good fit for us so far. And I think a lot of guys are learning a lot and, uh, you know, it should show the season. Well, it just matches up with, I had a conversation with maybe a couple of days after he got hired. Um, and I asked him about, you know, like things that he sees from, you know, certain guys. And I think one of you, one was you, one was Nola. And he go, he just goes, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. Like I've watched plenty of stuff on each guy, but I haven't talked to him yet. And I want to know thought processes, all this stuff before I make my final decision. And I was like, I kind of stopped, you know me, I, it's hard for me to not shut up. I mean, in, in certain <laughs> things, he like that baffled me because so many guys want to say they have the answer. Yep. And he might've had the answer then, but there's that little piece, that little personal relationship part that he wanted to have first. And I, I felt like we had that last year with Brian Price. You move along to a guy like Caleb Cotham. I'm like, you guys are in good hands. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that goes to the point of, you know, it's pretty easy to scout people, but it's it's even 
it's even harder to, to know the guy and scout him at the same time and, and know what he's thinking while he's on the mound, what, what pitches yeah. he likes to throw. So to be able to get that in, inside information from all the pitchers is, is huge. Um, Cause you have to know us on a, on a personal level. So it's nice to, you know, it's nice to have someone come in and, and value that. Oh, it's amazing. Like I, I just, it, it just, it just adds to the positive, like the, the way that the team should be built. It's not only just about the players, but the coaching staff that you surround it with, are they, you know, pulling from the same side of the rope or are they trying to make their own name? And it's like, he seems like a guy, Brian Price seems like a guy that you're going, yeah, they don't care about themselves. They're worried about you and they don't care about the credit. And that's a huge, huge upside for the Phillies. That's all you can ask for. Absolutely. You know? um, when it comes to the team, there is, um, we were told by Joe Girardi, um, I, I, I'm a big camaraderie guy, love how a team is built, all this stuff. And I was like, hey, what's spring training like? What, what, are, what are these guys able to do? Have you sensed anything as a you know, close-knit team? And he was telling us kind of like the layout, more seniority than anything is at the major league side. Minor league side is open for, for some guys too. Um, so when I say um, camaraderie between the team, Let's go pitching staff. How's that been during this different spring training that you guys are having to have? Yeah, it's been great. We've we've had the opportunity to kind of hang out at the clubhouse when we can before individual stretch times and stuff. And, um, you know, I, I think I say it every year is like this team just gets closer and closer. Um, I mean, you can even separate us from COVID and, and, you know, we're the same relationally, you know, just like we, we always have been. Um, so... It's been difficult with COVID and everything just because, you know, we have, we we're using all four fields or five fields, including the stadium to, to stretch and have different BP groups and have different conditioning groups and everything. So a, a lot of the times are staggered and it's difficult to see guys, but it's nice to be able to, you know, play around with some guys and go out and golf and, yeah. and, you know, you know, have sit down and have lunch with people. Cause we, we can actually do that, which is nice is, uh, when we eat at the field, pretty much everyone eats around the same time. So we're able to sit down and have conversations with guys, but uh, we're in a really good spot, man. Um, love all the guys on the team. And we really, uh, we really value how close we are as a group. And you value the the fact that you guys have had struggles late in the year together, I think. Right. I mean, that, that is a part of what a team is like you, you have the good and then you have the bad. And how do you, how do you go about it? You know, together, what's that been like? Maybe any talk, um, about recent struggles, about how maybe starting off better, like starting off even, you know, hotter than, than you guys have in the past, which hasn't been that bad in, in recent years. But I mean, it, yeah. it, it, it's, it's gotta be significant for you guys in that clubhouse. Oh, for sure. This, I wouldn't say there's necessarily a conversation teammates and, and just have a winning attitude every single day at the field. Cause when in reality, it, it sucks what we're going through right now with all the COVID stuff and everything, but you know, we're here and we have to perform and, yeah. uh, you know, since we're here, we might as well win. So that's been the, the kind of common denominator throughout spring training is, you know, how, how much everybody wants to win. So that's, it's been pretty special so far. Yeah. It's great. Cause like the, one of the things, uh, I don't know how you've been with the shortened games. I've loved it early on. And here's the reason why I used to benefit, uh, my first spring training in Oh five, um, from playing those late innings. But these guys have played a lot of guys haven't played like late, you know, for a, what a year and a half and we're seeing some sloppy plays so it's like ah, kind of kind of nice like i'm sure it's nice going home at 3 30 rather than like 4 35 for sure for <laughs> sure and i think it takes it takes some abs away from guys but um 
I think at the point that we're at right now is, you know, coming off a game of 60 or coming off a season with 60 games and coming into spring training, I think it's pretty important to kind of limit the, uh, which what's the word for it? Um, I don't know, limit, limit the, the amount of play that all the guys are getting. Mm. Um, Cause it's repetitive. Like you, you put your cleats on and, and you're, you're in them for two, three hours a day, if not four hours a day. And it, it you know, your body starts to kind of get tired and, and you don't feel as good. So it's nice to kind of limit the play guys and get them in a groove so that they feel comfortable playing every day. They feel comfortable getting three, four at bats in a day. Um, but hopefully we'll get to nine innings here pretty soon and start playing some real baseball. Oh my gosh. It's going to be amazing. It's just like, it's just, it's just perfect. I think because it, it, you got to ease into this more than anything. And we're seeing that now part of, you know, this, this off season obviously was Dave Dombrowski coming over and Sam Fold being elevated to, to general manager um, and them re-signing Didi, re-signing JT. JT gets hurt uh, early on in, in camp, but huge, 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 I think, was that it was his throwing hand because uh, he's able to still catch you guys. Like, how important yep. has that been to you, for you at least? It's been big. It's been big. Um, you know, I kind of joked when he first – broke his thumb like hey that's not going to change the way you, you know you catch my bullpens you're still gonna have to catch them i don't care what you say but uh he's you know jt like he's all in for stuff like that he's a gamer he wants to compete he wants to go out and get all his work in even with a broken hand you know so yep. he's been he's been doing that uh he's been doing a better job of keeping his hand out of the way when we're working on our two strike breaking balls in the bullpen <laughs> so uh it's it's been a lot of fun um and it's nice to see him still have that winning attitude and, and the amount of care that he has to show up every day with a broken hand and still, you know, work hard. You know, you, you can't yeah. really teach that. No, and, and a guy that you've thrown a lot to in, in the past, too, is Nappy and, and him being back. Uh, the growth of him. I mean, like, look, he's always been loved. He's always had, like, one or the other each year because of just the amount of playing time or lack of playing time that he's had. It's kind of been inconsistent, and it's not anything against him. It's just part of the, the problems of being a young player on the bench. Uh last year was awesome and so you throwing to him talking to him what is he what what do fans not realize about Andrew Knapp and how good of a catcher he is he's amazing man like I've been throwing to him since I was in double a when I first got traded over and there is a there's an immediate connection with him um you know I kind of joke and say he he that sometimes knows me better than myself um so the trust is through the roof with him and it's, it's been fun to watch him get some ABs early on in the spring and get a consistent yeah. routine. Cause I think that's so, so important for a lot of guys. It's not easy, you know, catch him once, once every fifth, fourth or fifth day and, you know, expecting to have a semi-decent bat, uh, batting average. I mean, yeah, you see live pitching once a week, you know, it's, it's probably the hardest job in all of sports and for him to keep the same attitude and energy and, you know, still fire people up is, is a gift. And, uh, you know, he's doing, he's doing a great job. It's just really exciting to see him get some, uh, consistent, consistent work in spring. I'm not going to say, uh, this is a topper, but for him to walk as much as he did last year, like, dude, when you're coming off the bench yeah. it, and you don't, you're like, you're walking. I feel like, man, how do you do it? It's a threat, man. He's oh, it's unbelievable. He's in the back of people's minds. You know, it's, he, he took such a big step offensively last year. And we've seen it in double A and in the minor leagues. Yeah. Man. Like when he has consistent reps, he's one of the best pure hitters I've ever seen from, from both sides of the plate. So, um, and to even last year's point, like playing once every four or five days, being able to get out there and put up consistent, 
competitive at bats. Um, it's just something you value so much as a bench player, as a backup catcher. And, you know, all of a sudden going into this year, he's, he's a, a huge name to, to come off the bench for a, a tight game and, and get a knock or draw yeah. a walk or, or do something like he's, he's going to be a very important factor for us this year. No, and for so sure. That's, that's really exciting. And, and when you say that, I mean, it adds in the third guy in, in Jeff Mathis, uh, former teammate, uh, close buddy, love him. Uh, what's it been like for you to throw to him if you have during, uh, you know, bullpens to the game? Yep. Yeah. He actually caught my first live and, uh, you know, everything I've ever heard about Jeff is that he's just an amazing catcher. He, he knows, he knows the game so well and, and he is a pitcher's best friend and that's exactly what it was. His, his ability to receive the ball and, and just to be a leader. I just don't think there's another group of catchers in the big leagues that can top JT nappy and Jeff. Not it's just <laughs> like, it, it's, it's just special. It really is. Um, just to be able to spend a bunch of time with them and, and pick all three of their brains. Like they all work together so well and we're having a blast. Um, well, so well, that's it's, a, been, it's been really fun. That's the thing though. They, so, you know, they all work well together, but they all don't have the same way to accomplish something, right? Like in, in, in setting up hitters and talking, how does it like, if you were to like shortly describe, uh, you know, JT versus Andrew versus a, a Jeff so far, could you could you make a difference on how they they go about things? Not necessarily. They're just all three of them are just the most professional teammates you can be around. Um, they complement each other so well, and they're all all three amazing at receiving and calling a game and being a leader. And like I said, I think they just complement each other so well, and you can feel comfortable on any given day throwing the JT Nappy or, or Jeff. Like it's it, that's just how it is right now. So. Um, I think we're in a really good spot. Well, that, I mean, look, it, it, it's not huge that JT is hurt, number one. But number two, to have Andrew, to have Jeff there to continue this, like the strides, nothing's going to be – I don't feel like you as pitchers are falling behind at all because of that rhythm, right? Sometimes no, some, not... some teams are so top-heavy that when the backup comes in, you're like, I hope not. Like you're not even thinking that. It just continues on. This no, we haven't skipped on. a beat. We, yeah, we, we haven't skipped a beat at all. As you know, we, we miss JT more than anything because, you know, we need that bat. We need him behind the plate. Uh, but to have people come in and step up behind him, as in Nappy and, and Jeff, to have those two guys behind him is just such a, su- such a compliment. Dude, I thought you would have faced him. You have not faced Jeff Mathis. Yeah, I don't think so. I would love to have gotten the waffle or not on that one. <laughs> we'll, we'll just claim that you just own him. Just in general, and I'll just exactly. Talk, I'll, I'll, talk, I'll, I'll talk take crap that title. To him about it. What you can ask Jeff is, uh, he was a football player back in the day, and and uh, you would, I, I think, you would understand that, and know that um, by seeing him. He took one of the greatest hits at home plate I've ever seen in my life in Texas with Chris Davis, or really? even Chris Davis. Uh, he blew him up like I've never seen before, and he shook it off and did. So, I was like, how are you alive? Like that dude. It's a catcher's mentality, man. No, that's a <laughs> football mentality, mentality too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the mentality you strive for. Oh, absolutely. Um, all right, I'd ask about your golf game, but no one cares about your golf game right now, other than that you're like a one, uh, maybe even a plus now. But uh, how's your how's your baseball swing? Because the fact that the DH is not being used right right now in the uh, for the regular season. You got you got to hit again. Are you happy? Yeah. I'm I'm happy. Yes, I, I am happy. Yes. I, I love hitting. I love 
I love hitting any sort of whether it be golf ball, baseball. I just I, I love it. It's competitive. It's fun for me. I like being able to help the team in any way I can. Um, but with that said, I, I understand that the DH would create a lot more jobs for guys, which would be more beneficial for them. So, um, but with that being said, I can't tell you how good my swing feels right now because I've really only hit the cage once. Yeah. Well, and, you could just say and, like it just feels fantastic. Like just no one knows. See, I, I would say it feels fantastic, but I'd be lying to you, man. I yeah, yeah, it but was, like that's fine. it was the <laughs> heaviest bat I've ever picked up in my life, and it was the slowest swing I've had in years. So hopefully, uh, I'll be able to turn that around. Maybe get a lighter bat or something. But goodness gracious, it, it feels pretty heavy in my hands right now. Were you one of those guys in the offseason going like, yeah, I love to hit and all, but like, please DH, please DH, please DH. <laughs> <laughs> I, I couldn't say I was one way or another. Um, I, I'm really excited to hit again. I love it. Like I said, I love being a competitor. I love helping any way I can. Um, there's no better feeling than smoking a baseball, and not even feeling it off the barrel. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's I'm, I'm excited for it. You know, if if this is the last year, then then so be it. But I'm really excited to get back out there and see if I can slap some balls around the field. See, absolutely, you are a slapper <laughs> for sure. Like, you get on the golf course, you're not a slappy. Like I was a slappy nope. on the baseball field, golf course, no chance, right? Like yep. it's bombs away. But I, I just find it funny because when you think about last year and having to uh, navigate, you know, every start through nine position players in, in a uh, order, um, was there a different mentality? Because there, look, there's a couple guys that rake that are pitchers. We get that, but there's usually a little break there to get at. You know, it's an out in your mind. What was that like, like yeah. for every start? Um- I'd say there's a lot less kind of active game plan just because when you have the, the pitcher in the lineup, like your goal is to have him lead off an inning. So you're kind of pitching, you know, whether it be pitching around guys or, you know, if, if there's runners on first and second or something and there's, there's an actual position player up and you see the pitcher up next, like maybe you'll intentionally walk him to go after the pitcher. So there's a lot, it's, it's a lot different actively. Yeah. Um, but with with all nine hitters, it, it really was. You didn't have to think about it. You didn't have to, you know, hit a double, leg out a double, and then get three quick outs and be like, "Crap, I got to go back out to the mound and throw a baseball now," <laughs> um, or hit like a two out double and then you know whatever. Um, so yeah, like I said, a lot less active um, and more just pitching focus oriented. Um, but you know, it is what it is, man. <laughs> is there is there one guy that you're not looking forward to face as far as like when you're hitting in the box? Like, there's someone that you're just like, you know, I'm I'm good, I'm good. I don't uh, really care for that. I don't really have that switch to be completely honest. Okay. Yeah, I. Mine would I be like, Jose uh, Alvarado, I like facing everybody. Just to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, you know, I might agree with you on that one. Oh my god! Like, I haven't even seen a pitch yet, which sucks. But I've I've been here and he's like 100 101 from the left side and yeah left side throwing right hand cutters that's ridiculous like, it, it's amazing like to see this stuff like that that's the other part like i was going to ask you about like it's not about uh you know what happened last year but seeing the moves that were made to see the different types of arms the different guys uh because the guys that you guys brought in last year obviously had no success on the field and that's a fact off the field they were all incredible Right. Like you guys all got along. They came over and they just like they they, they just were were great teammates, all that stuff. What's it like in, in bringing in like the line change, right? The hockey change of, of uh, new bullpen. Everybody's been amazing so far. Uh, I think we've picked up right where we left off on 
the good person level. Everybody that we've brought in has been amazing. Um, there's just a sense of urgency to win. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like yeah. people are coming in and we're expecting to win. You know, there's, there's no thought of, you know, what, you know, is, is something going to happen like last year or anything or, or the years prior? There's, there's no talk of that. It's, it's all, it's all winning mentality. Um, and you know, it's, it's, it's special just to have guys come in and, you know, it could go a lot of different ways. Like some guys can get traded and, you know, go on the back burner and kind of cruise through their career or they can get traded and they can come over and try and better themselves and, and be a valuable teammate and leader. And that's exactly what everybody that's been, been over here has done. So it's, it really is a special group of guys. Yeah. Well, it takes a special guy like yourself to help bring them in. I mean, that's the thing is that like you guys as a whole, whoever's come in, you guys have embraced. And like, you know, I think a huge one obviously is, is bringing back a Brad Miller. Um, I, trying to think of a person that said eh, like hesitated with brad miller like when you ask about him but there's still no hesitation on him. like what's brad <laughs> you, miller you, like? And it's like amazing you know like you won't <laughs> you won't find a guy out there that that doesn't like brad brad is absolutely amazing he's one of the funniest guys you'll ever meet and he's just a winner an yeah. absolute winner and those two go so well just being able to play loose and have fun and being constant communication about baseball and the game and, and life. It's, it's, it's so much fun. We're so happy to have him back. And a guy like Matt Joyce. I mean, like, like yep. two guys, obviously Matt Joyce has to make the team, but there are very similar qualities with those two. And they've been no, no on question. very successful teams for a reason. It's not just because of them, but they, they're brought in to, you know, continue the ways of, of how those things are going. Exactly. It's, it's special kind of people, man, just to bring those guys in and, and just have a winning attitude, uh, an experienced winning attitude. It's, it's just, uh, you know, you can't teach that. No, you can't. Um, all right, so next next outing for you is going to be on Saturday. I believe that is correct. Uh, are you into the point now of spring training where it's like, yeah, I'm working on things. I'm just trying to get my pitch count up. Or is there a specific pitch that you, you're, you're trying to do? I think that's that's been the case for, for some is like, you come into spring wanting to, uh, you know, accomplish something. What's yours? Yeah. So, um, a couple of different things, you know, right now I'm in the mentality of building up my pitch count, staying healthy and just making sure I'm full go for season, which is, you know, I'm training in the right path for, um, another thing is I, I want to mix in a lot more change-ups and, and really get that pitch going. Um, but there's nothing really in particular. It's just go out there be myself, throw consistent strikes, keep hitters off balance, you know, in a way up, down, you know, mixing in everything, yeah. making sure that I'm comfortable throwing every single pitch and every single count heading into end of the season. You only threw 49 last year in, in your changeup. Um, how many grips have you had of the changeup? Ooh. Trying to figure it out. Great question. I've bounced back with a couple. Um, I used to have one when I was with San Diego. It's actually changeup used to be my best pitch when I was over with those guys, and um, I've kind of morphed my my grip a little bit from that one. Yeah. Um, in the past, it's the past couple of years, it's been a pretty hard, almost like running into my sinker pitch. So it's almost just been a BP heater. Yeah. Um, so to be able to, um, you know, maybe th- throw the ball a little bit further back into my hand and then, and, you know, slow, slow the ball down a little bit, get a little more, a little bit more depth and, you know, just to keep guys off balance, I think is going to be huge for me. Um, but to, to, uh, 
come off of last season with with the curveball that I had and, and the consistency with my sinker and four seam. I think the change is just gonna just gonna better all of my pitches, and it's just gonna be something for guys like you to have to think about. And that's that's my goal. Oh, for sure. Like the change was a big. I think the biggest a hole pitch out out there. Yeah. Yep. Because like you're just like oh sinker sinker sinker. We faced Brandon Webb when I came up, right? That was like no fun. Uh, at any point with all the technology that goes on, did you ever try to like look up Devin Williams's uh, change up and see if you could replicate that? Oh, never. Have you have you seen the numbers on him? No, I haven't. So off that pitch last year, he threw it fifty three percent of the time uh, for the Brewers, and uh, on an ending pitch, teams were two for sixty two off of it. Oof. It's 2,852 miles or uh, RPMs, which is like Oof. better than most curveballs. A thousand That's more. I, I bring it up because it's a thousand more RPMs than what yours is. How is that? That possible? is crazy. Uh, I don't know. I haven't even seen him throw a changeup. Um, that, that's that's incredible. I don't know how you do that. Is so that RPMs is is that spinning backwards? Is it sideways? Is it forwards? Like, bro, you have a better idea of that than I do. I'm like looking at this thing going. So, uh, who do you get matched up with? McClanahan, you know the lefty from Tampa. Mm-hmm. His curveball and Devin Williams's changeup move exactly the same with the same amount of spin. How about that? One's a righty, one's a lefty. <laughs> that just makes my that just makes my head hurt. <laughs> that's unbelievable. That's, no, that's I mean crazy. just because with the technology, you know, being able to slow things down is that part of how you get comfortable with the changeup, or is it For you know, it's a comfort pitch, it's a feel pitch, but it's also a confidence pitch. You went through that with your curveball. How how similar is it as far as developing and redeveloping that pitch? I think it's it's really important i got to a point in my curveball during the quarantine where i found my release point i found i I finally found what it felt like to throw a hard curveball that had really good spin on it guys were chasing so that's a a big factor this spring training is to consistently throw the change up to get feedback from it to be able to kill my back my backside as in my legs to to slow the pitch down with the same release point arm speed all of the above so it's dude you're uh, in a fairway trap just think that fairway that's trap it. that's it i'm hitting a four iron out of a fairway trap and it's <laughs> 230 to the green wind in the face you know how, how are you going to do it so uh, um it's been nice to to have you know feedback from whether it be inter squad games or against hitters uh wearing different color jerseys so um i'm excited for it and look forward to throwing my last issue Oh, I can't wait. Uh, last one before I let you leave. Uh, thank you for coming on Pine Star for breakfast. But uh, are you a DeChambeau fan? And I'll tell you what, I've <laughs> never really been a big DeChambeau guy. No, um, I think he thinks him. too much. I think he's just trying yeah. to reinvent the wheel. But watching his tee shot on the par five oh. at the Bay Hill Invitational was one of the coolest golf shots I've ever seen in my and life. And the reaction. Like and to the be reaction. in the just, moment to see someone just be like, oh, exactly. Just a big meathead going up there. Everybody wants him to hit at 500 yards. It's a little right to left wind. He's got to play a little draw and it could roll up right next to the green. And as soon as he clobbers it, he just points up to the sky like oh. it's a long drive competition. Man, it was awesome. Dude, it was so cool. And to do it again and even go further the second time. And then Lee Westwood doing his rendition, just, you know, going 
I mean, three twenty. So great. Down it's the like right the Kevin Na, Tiger Woods, like early walking putting. You know, it's the same thing. Oh, so um, good. I knew you'd yeah. appreciate that, so I had to. I had to ask. So, anyway, yeah, Zach, I appreciate that question. <laughs> I, I appreciate you coming on uh, Pine Tar for breakfast, and uh, you know, like we could always say, I, I can't wait to see you again um, in person, and it's going to be Absolutely. fantastic. Absolutely, can't wait, man. All right, dude. Thank you. Yep, absolutely. Anytime. Oh, aren't I lucky to get one of the starting pitchers, one of our favorites, one of my favorites and Zach Eflin to join me right here on Pine Tar for breakfast. Again, he is throwing on Saturday. That is going to be his next scheduled start. Um, I believe that's against the Tigers. Again, um, not a fully positive, but it's uh, it's pretty good. Pretty, pretty, pretty good chance because it's either them or the Blue Jays or the Yankees. Or the Pirates. So you're saying there's a chance? Yeah, there's a chance. There's a good chance that he could be pitching against the Tigers. So why not? Uh, big year expected. And I can't wait to see the, actually, the development of the the changeup. Because it's been something that he's been working on, wanting to have. And now it's game time to put it into play. So Zach Eflin, appreciate it for coming on Pine Tower for breakfast. Appreciate you for listening to Pine Tar for Breakfast. At Kevin Franzen on Twitter. Hit me up whenever you want. Peace. Kevin Franzen is out of here. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.